Welcome back to the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast. My name is Brandon Green. Joining me to my right, Brandon Jewell. Hey. And if we get up and switch seats. All right. And now joining me to my left. Brandon Jewell. What? Do you want to switch again? <laughs> oh, you're supposed to be like, and join me to my right. Oh, sorry. No, that's what Bienvenidos and welcome back to the Random Fandom with Bra- Random Phantom. There's Phantom, Phantom Menace. Bienvenidos a Hora. Ay, que bueno. Bienvenidos and welcome. Welcome you and your ears back to the Random and Fandom podcast. What the hell is going on? Hey, I'm going to get some jelly beans. Yeah. Here, I'm going to put some out on the table so we can grab them at will. Yeah. And then not have to make that noise. Ah, no. Oh, here. There's a black one. <laughs> black jelly bean lives matter, dude. Bienvenidos, Ami amigos. Ami. Sorry. M- Miami? Yeah, no. That's Ami a, Ami. It's a oh, Will Smith right. song. Welcome to the Maven. From our sweet mouse to your hot pink ears, welcome back to the 12th episode of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast. It's July. It's late July. Yeah. And we're here to talk about all the things that we know and love, and that's geek culture stuff like movies, TV shows, games. Video games. Video games. And we want to thank (laughs) you for being a part of it. My name is Brandon Green. Joining me is Brandon Brandon Jewell. And uh, together we are Brandon Gruel or Brandon Jean. Uh. Brandon Gruel. No, why? Then what do you propose? Gruel? Green uh, Jewel? I, I know, I get it. I Jean, just, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Jean, uh, Jean Gruel. We are rising like the phoenix. I can't believe it's been 12 episodes already. Let's get to 13. Nah. And then have grave differences and then Or split. we can do what some like buildings will do, which is where they skip the 13th floor just because they think it's bad luck. Oh, yeah. And we'll just skip our 13th episode. <laughs> Coming up next week, episode 14, fresh <laughs> off the heels of episode 12. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. You know, when you listen to real podcasts, they have sponsors. And this is the time of the show where we'd like to thank them usually, but we're not going to do that today. Instead, Brandon is going to tell you about something near and dear to his heart, hearkening back to his days of uh, fraternal life on the college campus, Brandon. So uh, tell us about this special, um, not only this special event, but this special group that we've got yeah, so in the place of where we would normally have a uh, sponsor, we don't have a sponsor today. So I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about something that I'm a part of. Uh, I graduated from Sonoma State, which up here is in, right uh, here, up here, up in here in Northern California. Northern California, right. And I was a part of a fraternity, and it was called Smelta Delta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where our motto was, whoever smelt it, dealt it. So uh, we are actually the number one producer of natural emissions among fraternities in California. Number one? Uh, Yeah. You may not have heard of us because we kind of are silent unless there's something that we feel really strongly about, and then we'll make a a stink about it. So some say that our group is silent but deadly, you know? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Smelta Um, Delta. But we, we put on fundraisers. Uh, every year for charity community enrichment yeah Yeah. we have one coming up called nostrils for ninos it's an event to help disenfranchised children who have lost their sense of smell oh and that's happened at the old factory right yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about this event. Tell me so, more. So um, basically, we want to you know we want to help these kids smell the world again. Just because so many great smells out there. Just because they lost their sense of smell, it doesn't mean that they lose their sense of hope. And the Smelta Delta fraternity is helping put that on. Yeah. Uh, now tell me, what do you plan to do? It. You said it's an event. It's a, yeah. a, a fundraising charitable it's, event. So how do you raise funds? It's a basic bake sale. Okay. Um, but this the unique part about it is that all of our treats are cooked in a Dutch oven. Oh, lots of fudge. Yep. Yeah, brownies. Yep. Yeah, I'm yep. blown away. Uh, yeah. This is what a gas this could be. It'll be fun. Well, thank you to the Smelta Delta fraternity and uh, go support their event, Nostrils for Ninos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, your tagline says it all. Just because they've lost their sense of smell doesn't mean they've lost their sense of hope. So no. help them get smelling again. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. And remember, whoever Smelta Delta, Smelta Delta fraternity from Sonoma State University. Semper Fi. That's the Marines yeah, logo, that's... but it all sounds latin <laughs> Awesome. Go check them out. We're going to actually jump topics here in a moment to movies, but did you know that I found out something really cool? What? Winona Ryder, right? We're in Sonoma County, which yes. is considered wine country, if you've heard of that, depending on where you are. Is it Winona country now? Please. Did she move here? No, she's from Petaluma. Oh. I just found that out. That's interesting. Also, another, and there's, actually, there's been a, quite a few movies that have either filmed fully up here in Sonoma County, or partially, The Birds was done out at Bodega course, Bay yep. by the coast. Scream yep. was done up in Healdsburg. I just found out partially part of the Goonies, a big chunk of the Goonies, was filmed here in Sonoma County. Well, Goat Rock. I didn't know That's that. That's where they come out. Yeah. Exactly. I felt like such a fool not knowing that yeah. all this time. knowing And uh, a lesser-known movie uh, with Sylvester Sloan and Estelle Getty, Stop or My Mother Will Shoot, also filmed really? up here. Yeah. Anyways, that's where we're at. Where are you at when you're listening to us? Get into movies. Bad transitions! So it's not out till December, but we just got some new footage from Star Wars Rogue One. And it's a behind-the-scenes look uh, with the filmmaker, uh, the director, I'm forgetting his name at the moment, but uh, showing his excitement for what's going on. Uh, very clever marketing to let you in a little bit, yeah. more than just the trailer itself. Uh, but some new footage, some new faces, um, some new lines of dialogue. New, it, new costumes, too. Like new yeah, new uh, human and alien costumes. And it looks very gritty. A lot of, like you noticed, trench fighting at the very beginning. Or at least the Star Wars equivalent. So I'm really excited for this movie, I gotta say. At first, I just thought it was a way to, like, just a, purely a holdover piece. Like, yeah, we're gonna take two years mm -hmm. between episodes seven and eight, so... Just hold Here's on to this. To keep but the it fans looks like bay. it could be more than just um, something to satiate. It could actually be something that people want to see. Yeah, well, the director said in this footage, he says, uh, we want to keep the heart of the original source material, but we also want to branch a little bit outside of that because if you're not willing to bring something new to the table, what's the point in making this movie? Yeah. And I actually I actually really like that he says that, and that's the way that they're they're going about this movie. And you can kind of sense that at least in the footage they're showing, which admittingly it's a lot of action footage, but it really does get nitty gritty wartime, like a trench warfare, like you had mentioned. And it makes you feel like this is a different style of star Wars movie than what we've seen before. And in line with where this is chronologically uh, between episodes three and four, this is at the height of the rebellion, uh -huh. you know, and with the newly formed galactic empire, so I think what better time than now to make this movie happen. So it's a retro story, but with future technology. And I love that. Yeah. So it's like bridging the gap between 19, what, 
77 when Star Wars 4 or episode 4 came out and then where episode 3 left off back in like 2005 it's it's this weird like time warp yeah and i'm really looking forward to it the one thing that never changes from this trailer to war. any other war never changes oh gosh <laughs> uh stormtroopers are still completely indispensable oh, and yeah. just like the yeah. worst shots in the universe and stuff like that but i'm looking forward to it um not quite sure but it looks like she's wearing han solo's vest uh jen ursa ursay however you pronounce it you think it's his vest or no, just happens to be it, it, i think that's yeah intentional that it looks a little bit like oh, something I, we're yeah used to seeing. there's little these little nuances that like almost seeds of a thought that you would plant and stuff like that that you would put on like imagery you would put a, yeah. you would put a vest on her because even though the person watching it may not think about it oh it's consciously, in your subconscious subconsciously they're thinking that that vest symbolizes something and she says at the end uh, may the force be with us but she's almost like she's like a detractor or a doubter much like han solo was remember when he first said yeah, to Luke, like, he's like hey sure kid there is a force yeah yeah may the force be with you and, you know just kind of yeah, like do a good impression actually thank you that was also my han solo <laughs> impression <laughs> anyways we don't know anymore after that i wonder if there's gonna be any more uh preview footage coming out between now and december i almost would I'm sure I, but yeah. i'm almost content if they just leave it there i'm sure they'll have tv spots well how many so like, trailers have they have one they or dropped? two i want to say I wanna, yeah and I'm, i feel like there's room for one more between now and then. i feel like i've and got all the picture will. that i've need but i'm I'm happy if they do some more it depends you know every single trailer that they bring out is getting a very good reception look at something like um suicide squad right now i feel like suicide suicide squad is dropping trailers Every couple of weeks, it seems, or some sort of new marketing, and like now they have all over the internet. There's these videos of each particular character, almost like a trailer it's per character. Good, they need it because a lot of people don't know who the hell's who. Right, like, I was almost. But admitting. at the same time, even though I've seen all the trailers previous, it made me want to watch all of those separate things too. That's smart. And and it it still made me want to see the movie even a little bit more. So I feel like if you're gonna get a good reception. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well build up the hype. And I, I'm sure that we'll have at least one more trailer between now and December. Uh, what else is happening? Hey, Brian Cranston. Yes. What about him? Oh, he's cooking up meth again. Uh, but this time... He's getting us addicted to Power Rangers this time. So he's been cast as Zordon? Yes, he has. So uh, not much... Rangers. <laughs> There's a disturbance in Angel Grove. You could just see that'd be so awesome if they did it just as cheesy as original series. He's in that big tube and he's just a projected image head. I'm sure he will be a some sort of projected head or something like that. Or they might take a new age fit to it. But I, I have a feeling he's still going to be a big head. Yeah, they have mentioned that they've put the motion capture stuff on his face, so that may, that's one of the reasons I think that it's just going to be a big floating head like in the old show. Um, but you know the reason that this does actually matter is because i feel like brian cranston is the type of actor to bring a little bit of legitimacy to this power rangers movie which otherwise it doesn't we're all questioning it yeah um based off of what we've seen and i feel like brian cranston's the kind of actor that he would read a script and if it was dog shit he would be like no way in hell i'm doing that but you know because really there's not much he's done that's bad He's done some mediocre stuff like Godzilla, but it wasn't. <laughs> That's actually the only knock I've got. When but it wasn't I, when I bad. It wasn't it. a bad movie. And the cr- creative thing about that movie was that, spoiler, spoiler, turn it off. He dies halfway through it. Not even that. 
That's true. Early. Yeah, he and makes so, an early exit. Yeah. So um, anyway, I I think that he might add a little bit more to the project, a little bit more legitimacy to the reason of making this. Like maybe they really do have a story to tell. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the movie. Is it in production or is it still casting? There's a lot to still be made known about that, but in time, I suppose. Now, one thing I do want to mention in just our news updates. We had, on a previous podcast, talked about Nintendo getting into the movie game. Wait, that's no, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. The game of movies? Yeah. So they want to make some movies based off of their, their characters. And we kind of had a discussion about how that should happen, but we were all kind of like, yeah, you guys have the properties that are well-loved around the world timeless so, so it's it's almost like we're kind of like yeah finally let's get a zelda movie or whatever else that we we want to see but i don't feel quite the same when i heard that sega is looking to make movies based off of some of their properties i mean sonic i mean I, as a possibility yeah um so just a couple of the movies that have been talked about um, are things like Golden Axe, Shinobi, Altered Beast, Virtual World, uh, Crazy Taxi, which that sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah, what the hell would um, be the point there? But the first one that they're going to be working on is Rent-A-Hero. Do you even do you even remember the Sega's Rent-A-Hero game? Vaguely. I don't remember it at all. So Steve Pink, who directed Hot Tub Time Machine, so he's a comedic director i guess he is slated to direct this movie because it's supposed to be a bit of a a superhero movie parody okay um and so yeah thus uh, the name right and so you know it if if approached as a comedy movie with some action it actually could be good i mean the hot tub time machine movies weren't great no but they weren't horrible and they did exactly what they set out you said they the first one wasn't horrible. I didn't even bother with the second yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't either, actually. <laughs> you don't don't pretend like you ain't got a lie to kick it. Oh. Sorry, Steve Pink. We didn't see number two. He probably didn't either. Because it was a number two? Yeah. You see what it, I did there? I think so, yeah. See what I did there? It was two number ones combined. <laughs> so Brandon, put on your executive producer hat. Let's say you're the guy that makes a Sony licensed franchise or character into movie. Where would where would you go with that? Uh, what would you like to most be seen made into a movie being a fan? Well, uh, they had Golden Axe on the list True. that I'd mentioned, and I think that would be one of my top. Obviously, my second choice would be Sega Bass Fishing. That <laughs> would be such a great movie. Monumental uh, when it comes to uh, fishing adaptations. <laughs> I, I think Toe Jam and Earl could be something fun if they did that. Like, Oh, yeah, it, that would it, be awesome. It would awesome. have to be animated for sure, um, needless to say. You know, that would also be a good TV show. I could I could like, see that working on like Adult Swim or something. Yeah, like a uh, Rick and Morty type Ta- humor. Yeah. yeah, like that'd be great. Yeah, offbeat. Uh, I would love to see them make a Streets of Rage. Yes, that would be awesome. Uh, who would be cast as Axel? Which one's Axel? He's the main guy. He's the blonde. Yeah, with the white shirt and like uh, the blue headband. Um, who could Dolph Lundgren? No, 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 no. Dolph Lundgren's like eighty-seven now. Well, Dolph Lundgren is like <laughs> 64. Dolph Lundgren, or whatever you said, probably is 87. Oh, uh, yeah. we were thinking about the different, a different Dolph. Yeah, different Dolphs. Um, regardless, uh, how about, you know who, if he got buff? Uh, Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman. That'd be a sweet oh, axle. Uh, okay. Or, oh no, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. There it is. 
Yeah. Yeah, Charlie, whatever his name is. Can we just can we just put a wig on Viggo Morganson again? <laughs> I think he would be a good one. His uh, his really stern like face put into a really cheesy shitty movie. All right. Yeah. Let's make some calls. Also, I kind of thought just for the the fun of it, how weird but like you would have to get some total sandbox director to do this one. Uh some indie guy but Seaman. Remember the guy the the guy from Sega Saturn? <laughs> or uh, yeah, he was part of the Saturn launch. What an unfortunate title. <laughs> I think it would be funny. Anyways, I don't know if anything's really going to come to fruition. Be careful what you read. Even more so, be careful what you listen to. But if it ends up coming to fruition, you might have heard it here first. So, Brandon, I want to play a new game with you. And I don't know how regularly this will happen, but we'll start with something very simple. Uh, I'm, I know you're a fan of Steven Spielberg, who just recently put out the BFG, right? Soon, yes. Is Soon? it out? It's already out. Uh, I want to go see Soon it. to be out of theaters if you don't act fast, friend. I know. So uh, he has obviously a ton of directing credits. So I'm just going to go over some of his filmography, and I want you to tell me who you think liked it better, the critics or the fans. Oh, I see. Like, okay. You know, like, I see what you're saying. Because like Warcraft was like at 27%, but the fans were like 84%. Okay. Ghostbusters is a huge divide. I like seeing sometimes the disparagence between fans and critics. So I'll start, for instance, I'll start with the BFG. So... So I want you to tell me, BFG, who likes it better, the critics or the fans? I'm going to say critics like it better. You are correct. Awesome. Any any guess on what the disparagence is? Uh, I have... Uh, what's the dis... The difference. I see. I don't know what it get, it's getting in the first place. So it's 73% by the critics who liked it better. So... Oh, that's not as good as I thought it would be. Um, So I would say 68%. 63. Uh. So not too far off the mark. Uh, let's go to something he did pseudo recently. Let's talk about Bridge of Spies, which is a great movie, by the way. Oh, critics definitely like that better. Yes, you are right, but it's not too far off. It's only 4% difference. 87% really? okay. of uh, fans liked it compared to 91% of critics. Huh. Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. Has there been ever a more high-profile collaboration over the years? There's a time where, um, what's his name, Johnny Depp and uh, Tim Burton were making films together like they were like roommates. Um, they might have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, yeah. But that, I wouldn't. There's been so, there's been thing. some okay ones over the years. Uh, how about this one? Lincoln, starring Daniel Day Lewis. Ooh. I I'm gonna say critics. You're like, right. Ninety percent critics, eighty-one percent fans. Let's go to some of his more uh, obvious ones. Uh, let me scroll down a little bit. Have you heard of a movie called Jurassic Park? I, I would definitely say that the fans like Jurassic Park better because... Nope. No? Critics, but it's so... Uh-huh. 93% critic positive reception versus 91% audience positive reception. Mm. Just go over a few more. Uh, you might have heard of this one. It's called Schindler's List. Critics. All right. Shitty Wi-Fi says... <laughs> Booyah, fans. 1% really? difference. Check that out. I'll be darned. Yeah, who who would have guessed? I'm going to go over two more with you. In fact, you name one. Name another one that you can think of Steven um, Spielberg directing, and then I got the last one. So one that I, I would actually be really curious about is the- Indiana um, Jones and the Crystal Skull? Uh, I would have to say no. that- well, Let's just say that one. I would say that uh, users actually like that better. Uh, I would say that you're wrong. Really, critics yeah. liked it better, and it's quite a considerable difference, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Let me uh, let me find it real quick. 
I just don't see how a critic can say that that movie's any good. Unless that critic really they didn't want to piss off. off. Yeah. Piss 77% off. critics, 54% audience, which to me, I don't know. Really? If, I, I couldn't think of 54% of people that would tell you, oh, yeah, I liked it. No. They maybe are just seeing Indiana Jones for the first time, so they have no reference yeah. point, but they're dumb. So I'm going to take the last one. This is kind of fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next uh, time we should do George Lucas. Oh, gosh. Pretty much anything. It's going to be more well-liked by the critics and the fans, uh, especially when you consider, you know. Okay, let's talk about Jaws. Who liked it better? Who doesn't like Jaws, by the way? The movie rules. I would say that the fans liked it better. And I would agree with you. Nice. Oh, Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 97% critical reception versus wow. 90%. You know, maybe some people just got scarred for life, you know, after seeing That's that crazy. movie. And they hold that movie accountable. Maybe the 10% of people who are like, nah. Um, but seriously, who who doesn't like that movie? That's what I'm saying. 10%, those are the people who were attacked by sharks, and they were like, this this too soon. <laughs> Even though the movie was made back in like 1977 or 75 or something? Well, you don't know when they were attacked by sharks. <laughs> they they retroactively been... hold the movie accountable? No, they could have been attacked by sharks in 1976. Uh, the, and so no, they're the like, ah, it's been less than a year. No, the movie's 75. Oh. Yeah. That'd be funny. People who have been attacked by sharks after the fact blame the movie like it put the idea into sharks heads because you know how people like parents be right. like oh my son wouldn't do this because it's something he watched on tv right so yeah sharks got the idea from jaws i believe it yeah anyways that was kind of stupid exercise and futility we call it <laughs> who likes it better and we might do that again here and there uh george lucas is probably our next target i i yeah, yeah this has been fun and we'll, you know, we're not just going to do the big name guys. We'll get down to the nitty gritty little smaller filmmakers too. I uh, have like two movies. <laughs> It'll be short <laughs> and sweet. Let's talk about television shows because there's a little bit of news and we want to go over it with you. Let's talk TV. So I want to talk about a new show on Netflix that is scratching that geek itch that you and I have. That's strange because I want to talk about it too. Um, I, it's it's actually right here on my back if you can get it. But that geek itch, I can't I get it. I can, but I won't. It's Stranger Things. Yeah, pretty cool new show. Now, you and I just happened to both watch three episodes. And that's it. What's, uh, what's shaking in Stranger Things? It reminds me of like Spielberg meets x-files meets jj abrams actually it's a really good yeah um it it has that same feeling that you get from that eight, um not eight millimeter that's a way different movie super oh, eight super eight yeah super exactly eight. it's um, almost where like... it's following the kids and there's something magical mystical or it, it seems um, like a malevolent force yeah and it's got the typical escaped uh patient from the super secret government facility where there's baddies yeah and uh, she's, of course, in, or he or she is in a gown, um, almost kind of like Fifth Element, you know, like yeah. they experimented on um, yeah. M- Mila Jovovich's character. Yep. And she's not really bad and she doesn't speak much and she's fragile, but super powerful. And, you know, just speaking of that, so you're you just made a couple of um, connections to other movies. And I I noticed that right from the very first episode that this series is full of tropes that you see over and over again. I mean, in tried the f- and true. All of these kind of tropes that you would get out of any movie in that time period, any other TV show in that time period, and they mix them together into this show. But I do want to say that it works. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like it, it, they just they just created a recipe 
based off of tried and true that yeah based like off how of to something make real that cheese. has worked a thousand times before and they put it together in this um in this strange things tv show and yeah. i think it totally works it's so far so it's an eight series eight episode series i have no knowledge if it's only meant to last if it's just like a, a limited engagement just for like one i have no idea one run of a series you know like some shows just come out and they're like it's just a series or if this plans to go on, I couldn't see them going on much longer. This seems like limited. It feels like they're taking a Spielberg movie from the 80s and making it sp- spilling out into a series. I'm really intrigued, though. Uh, three episodes down, five to go, and I'm really liking the show. Uh, we probably will be caught up with it pretty soon, and then we can give a full series breakdown. Yeah. But so far, so good. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm tickled by the m- amount of nostalgia in it, whether it's the music or the dress yeah. or um, just the references to things that mattered. So many little things I picked up on. There's a Jaws poster. There's Tom, Tom Cruise is Tom on a poster Cruise. in the back uh, of the girl's Yoda, room. when he's showing the girl Yoda. Oh, M- yeah. Remember like Elliot in E.T., he shows uh, E.T. his toys yeah. and he's playing with them. And he's like, this is Yoda. He's a Jedi master yeah. to the uh, the... The, and that same thing, uh, the character of Eleven or L, here, yeah, yeah. Um, there's an Evil Dead poster in one kid's bedroom. Uh, they reference Poltergeist, and it's very Poltergeisty when the the impressions uh-huh. come out of the, or in through the wall and push towards oh, the, yeah, yeah, the characters. Yeah, yeah. That's that very, was poltergeisty. very Poltergeisty. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so check it out for yourselves. We're only three episodes in, and there are five to go. And we'll, like I said, but watch it now because in maybe a couple weeks, yeah, we will probably try to do a spoiler cast on it. There you go. Um, so. Not only is winter coming, but it appears the end is coming. And but winter's not coming for a really long time, apparently. <laughs> We've got a long time to wait, yes. Uh, so when it relates to Game of Thrones, news has come out since our last recording last week that uh, episode, excuse me, season seven has now been reduced to seven episodes instead of the show's no. usual formulaic ten. Yeah, that makes me sad. I guess it's just that there's only so much story left to tell. So, if they're... so are they taking what story they have and just splitting it into two final seasons i I believe so it's like one of those things where they're like part two part one and part two so they might just call all season seven and it might just be split or it might be from what i understand there's enough footage and story to tell uh from the you know the conceptualization uh point to the like it coming to fruition being about 15 episodes left so from what i can understand it's gonna be seven and eight or seven and seven something like that but yeah, and is that to wind down the entire series? Yes, the, mm-hmm. like as we were talking about a few weeks ago, the end game is really starting to form. So okay, yeah. uh, that's that's my understanding, and that's what I kind of see. Yeah, I wonder if I mean honestly, it could be a good thing because they could have said, "Hey, we have fifteen solid episodes, and the script's written out for these," um, but that doesn't fit our normal format. So let's spread it out and create five more um yeah i i like the idea of taking a smaller approach if you only have so much to make divisible instead of going 15 and calling it one extra long season that's it i'd rather you know have a slower burn and do seven and seven or seven and eight or something like that yeah i'd rather see them not try to stretch it out for 20 episodes just three less means i'll have three less sundays but that's okay it's cool i i made my peace with it but regardless by the time it comes back around. I'm just gonna be happy to have Game yeah. of Thrones back. I won't care like, you know, after the premiere episode, I'm not gonna be thinking, oh, only six episodes left. Yeah, I'll, and I'll try and not to have that they've, mentality. They've gained our trust, so we're kind of to the point now where we're like, oh, absolutely. Hey, you guys know what you need to do to make some good 
seasons and good episodes, so we trust you. If this were Walking Dead, then I would probably have some sort of negative thoughts to why they're doing this, but I totally trust. I totally trust Game of Thrones, guys. Cool. Yeah. All right, let's put down the, the TV remotes for a minute and pick up our game controllers and talk a bit about... Video games. That's the one. I just finished Quantum Break. And? It was all right. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I know. Good I said that's super in, exciting, right? Good lead up for uh, an ultimately flat response. Okay, um, it, so, was, it, was, it was a good game, and I've talked about it a little bit before. And, um, kind of said over. how I was underwhelmed, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, the game is a super solid game. The gameplay is fun. The story's great. Uh, the people who built that world did such a good job of writing all this extra content and that you can walk up to computers and, and phones and read emails and, and memos left. And it totally tells a whole nother story um, aside from what is going on right there on the screen. Plus, they are the first video game to ever actually create a series associated with it. So you play... That is ambitious. You play an entire act and then you make a choice, usually at the end, that changes what that video becomes and what the rest of the story becomes. Yeah, I'm liking that. And so so I thought that was really unique. And so all of this stuff that I'm talking about, and I'm like super excited about it. I'm like, this was awesome. This was great. But for some reason, the end result, by the time I finished it, it didn't leave me wanting more. I was pretty happy to finish it so that I can kind of be like, okay, cool. I Now I'm going to get on to the next thing. Um, and I don't know what it is about that game, but it's just there's something that didn't keep my interest, um, even though there's not that much that I can point to that was bad about it. Yeah, I, I understand that mentality. It's I just wasn't extraordinary. And since my gaming time is limited, I feel like I want something extraordinary. So when I start to play something and I don't get that, mm -hmm. very often... I will just, yeah, all right, moving on to the next thing. Um, this one was just enough for me to play all the way through, but still I would not call it extraordinary. So a solid B, sounds like? Yeah, I would give it a B minus. Cool. Ultimately forgettable, but was enjoyable to play. It was nice while it lasted. Yes, like that's a, a good way to play. Well, let's put it this way. When you when I have, I have Overwatch right now, right? And um, when I get home from work and I'm going to pull out a video game or something like that, Generally speaking, I would pull out Overwatch first. And for for whatever reason, Overwatch was one of those that made me want to keep going back. Whereas um, Quantum Break was one of those where I was like, well, I should probably play this so that I can finish it. Um, and so it may be kind of an unfair comparison to have Overwatch on my shelf right next to Quantum Break. And I have think to choose everything between that those came two. A month before, a month after Overwatch kind of got a little... Overshadowed. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, Pokemon Go. There's this new craze that is uh, heard of making it. millions of dollars, bringing Nintendo back into the mainstream, and causing people to um, die. die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like idiots. I, I don't know if some of these stories are just exaggerated and, you know, internet myth. But, um, you know, it's funny. They call this a freemium game, right? Uh -huh. So the intent is you play a little, and then at a certain point you hit a wall, and it necess necessitates the need to spend money, and that's when people 
start acting like bozos and actually paying for money in things that they'll never see a, a real life return for. So they say it's a free game, but people are actually giving a lot back. They're giving their lives. <laughs> like people walking out into traffic, apparently. Yeah. Uh, there's been PSAs around the world. And this isn't just an American thing. This is right. global. Right. It's which is huge. Nuts. It's everywhere. And the amount of social media and internet buzz about this is crazy. Now, you were, t- you were talking about how, you know, freemium games and you're like, oh, you know, Bozo's spending money on it on things that aren't real. But Tell let me you me- haven't. No, no, I have not. But let me also say this. It took a crap load of money to make this game. And they gave it to us for free. And and so to say people, you know, people... It's like who, giving someone a pack of cigarettes, though. Like, here it's free, but you know they're trying no, to... No, Yeah. If somebody were to give me Overwatch for free, and they were like, here's Overwatch and five characters, or and you can spend $5 to open up each character... I'm probably going to spend $5 to open up a that's, lot of those characters. That's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. They give you right. enough to but sample instead, you. But instead, I spent $60 for the whole game as is, and I'm completely satisfied with that purchase. Do you see what I'm getting at? But if I were to spend $5 per each character, I would probably be spending less money if they were to give me half the characters, and I spent $5 on the other half. I'd be spending less than $60. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. I don't like it, but I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, fair. To me, they just give you enough to, to not to to every person in general. Like if, like I'm saying, my analogy: if you give someone a pack of cigarettes and say, "Hey, this one's on the house. Hope you enjoy it," you give it to them with the intent that they're going to be like, "Oh, this is. I need more. I need more." And yeah. then that's when you make your money. It's like giving out free samples. Yes, it costs money to give samples, but that's why you do it to wet the whistle right. and create a need, so they'll come back and then spend the money. Then you make it all back plus some. So no, I'm I sure get that. Are... But if they were to charge five dollars for this download, by the way, then... Brandon has this up and open. I app. just I just opened it since we were talking about. Well, it. Well, I was well, like, you oh, want to sound just... authentic? Yeah, I... dude, I'm gonna kick you in <laughs> your Pokeballs. Apparently, there's like no Pokestops or no Pokemons around my house because nobody cares about my neighborhood. No, um, that's true. You... Even the Pokemon are like, I ain't going in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, even like little mice and rats. They're and... like, we fight for a living, and I am not gonna go fight in that dude, neighborhood. When you think about it, Pokemon is a sick. It is. Yeah, I'm going to capture you. I'm going to capture an animal in the wild. From their home, from their family. <laughs> and then make them fight. Shrink them down. Yeah, shrink, I, fight them to the point where they are in submission. It's pretty much Japanese cockfighting. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it. And do you know what Pokemon actually translates into? Pocket monsters. Yeah. That sounds a little... Uh, yeah, it does. Oh, hey. What's going on there? <laughs> Anyways, there's been all kinds of funny stories and... Yeah, like the the social media tie-ins is incredible. I sometimes don't think people actually care about Pokemon Go. They just care about getting the likes, and they use Pokemon Go as like the hot topic. Oh, abs- there's certain channels out there that hundred uh, percent, like certain Twitter accounts, and yeah, absolutely, a little, a little fishing, a little baiting. I, I've used it. Yeah, that's uh, true. On our Twitter. By so. the way, check out our Twitter and yeah, check out the it, funny things that happen when Brand plays Pokemon Go. So, anyways, I'm personally never gonna play it. Uh, but that's not to say that I haven't been You're, bit by the freemium bug before. Right. Uh, Simpsons tapped out. I played that. And actually, when I found myself spending money for something that I will never see the returns for, just an excuse to come back and keep clicking. But you're spending the money on the fun and the time you're having. It's not fun, though, because it just creates a cyclical then you wouldn't, need. You wouldn't have gotten into it if it wasn't fun for you. Well, it was at the time. And then I realized yeah. that I so you, you I am spending money on a, a f- mobile cell phone game 
And I'm just like, so, for me, so I had what's to step di- back. I'm and- sorry, but what's the difference of having your cell phone be the console versus the console that sits over underneath my TV right now? I own that. I don't own the game. The game, like, I right? Feel, you don't. Yeah. Hence, I've, I've because paid- they gave it to you for free. It took millions of dollars to make, and then they gave it to you for free. And then, so there's nothing wrong with them saying, "Hey, we're going to give this to you for free." And then, if you like, I never spent. No, I'm a not dime saying it's, ro- in, it's in wrong. Tapped out, but I played through that game like crazy. And so, in a way, I almost feel like I just I put an, a ridiculous amount of time into Simpsons Tapped Out and never gave them a dime for it. So you're is, cheapskate by your own logic. That's what that's what I'm saying. Well, by my by my logic, I almost feel like I like that game enough to the point where it would be like it would be like giving a tip to a good a good waiter, right? You're like, hey, you know what? I spent a lot of time on this. I really enjoyed myself. It's almost like I want a donation page on their website and say, just there you go. Here's 10 bucks because, damn, that was definitely worth 10 bucks for me to enjoy the game that I did. But instead, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, all you need, you know, if you if you give us 10 bucks, we're going to give you this slightly extra little bit of extra content. And I don't see anything that's really wrong with that. Sorry. It's okay, President Trump. Um, (laughs) I I just want to make video gaming great again. Make it great, but only for (laughs) Americans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. No, no. Yeah. Ugh, immigrants. Gross. Ugh, sickos. They're bringing uh, drugs and rape and, and crime. Yeah, and, it's yeah. just bad. Guess who we're not voting for? Um, Hillary. I, I hate you, Hillary. <laughs> yeah. Because we love men <laughs> in politics. When it, right. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I <laughs> Not they, in the bed. Well, bedroom politics. Mm-hmm. I think that's who should make the decisions. Yes. Let's go have a debate right Let's now. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Because here's the thing. Video games, video games, like a console, like I pay my money, it's mine, that's it. It doesn't change based on how much I pay it from that point out. You know what I'm saying? Or it shouldn't. Yeah. Well, um, what about DLC? Well, we, uh, I think that's episode three of our podcast. Ooh, let's go back and retroactively listen to what we thought <laughs> all the way back in May of 2016. Okay. Um, I think that, and then my reward is spending time with the game, not spending money. You know? Right. Because just the the whole it, it does remind me of dlc and that it holds back from your ability to enjoy it so i'd rather just pay ten dollars for a game that i know will never change on, yeah on but but freemium some games do that some games will be like hey download the free version or and then you get yeah ads or whatever and or don't spend five bucks and you get see the only money i would have ever spend for a game itself now is an actual game that got ported over to android or the uh, iOS system. Mm-hmm. That that's all I do. Like they make a lot of. I see a lot of Final Fantasy games. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool just to play handheld. Yeah, the yeah. old Final Fantasy games ported over. I've seen that. And yeah. I've thought about buying. I those think too. I, I think I saw one on sale for like ten bucks, and I went to go grab it, and I missed the sale. But whatever. That's probably the only thing I spend. But freemium. I mean, I don't know. But Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go away. As far as I'm concerned. Well, I want the Pokemon to come over here so I can catch Pokemon them. come. Oh, come on, don't go. Come. Um, yeah, no, I, it's um, my experience, experience with Pokemon Go is that it is it is oddly addicting and fun. I haven't spent any money, and I probably will never spend any money because I just don't play it too seriously. But for yeah. the people who really, really like it and want to play it seriously, it's like pff, let them pay a few dollars here and there to get something that helps them get a Pokemon that they want or you but know th- but then what that's the thing it's like so then what then, then what like say and then like say if 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 um 
if Pikachu is my favorite character, right? I'm just going to throw it out there. And I was able to get a Pikachu. And um, and I'm like, okay, cool. I He's not very strong. I've got other Pokemon that are stronger. But I want him to battle, right? Because he's my favorite. So, But I just don't have the things I need to level him up. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to buy some of that stuff to level him up so that I can battle with him. And I will enjoy the game a lot more because he's my favorite Pokemon. Who is your favorite Pokemon? I have no idea. I don't. Dude, I'm a big I, Squirtle fan. I I don't know any Pokemon until this game. I've oh, okay. never done anything Pokemon until this game. But I will admit that um, the Pokemon that I keep every time I see I'm like, aw, is Eevee. Oh, the little leaf thing? No, it's a little fox. Oh, little fox, little yeah. Little fox. She, uh... He or she, if I'm not mistaken, evolve into Vulpix. Uh, I don't know. Like mistaken. I just, he's he's kind to, of a rare one, and I don't really um, have enough to upgrade him. But he's so just, you want to enslave him, or you like, have him? Enslaved? Like I want to upgrade him to see what he becomes or her. I, think, I don't know. If I think he's either Vulpix or Ninetales. I can't remember. It's so stupid that I know that. Gosh darn my past. So now that the Pokemon discussion has come and gone, Batman, awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited that it's getting the telltale treatment, and now we know a lot more. Oh, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, there was an announcement trailer that came out a month or two ago, which showed no visuals. There's just a little bit of audio with some cool artwork just to announce that the game was being made. And now, I think actually just either early today or sometime late yesterday, they released a world premiere trailer. So episode one to Batman the Telltale series is available for download if you want to re- do the uh, the slow burn, the steady uh, but slow diet of episodes to download uh it's called realm of shadows and it's available august 1st excuse me august 2nd for download or you can just buy the whole season pass on disc and that comes out september what are we looking at september 13th and the new trailer shows a lot of gameplay footage a lot of theatrical stuff i'm really looking forward to this it's the same art style yep that telltale games and telltale has done so many good things for so many different uh licenses like back to the future uh, Game of Thrones, you're saying you have that on your mobile. That's awesome. Yeah. Of course, Walking Dead. Uh, Borderlands got a very cool treatment. That, and that was hilarious. And oh, a perfect, was, perfect offshoot from the world of Borderlands that we love. Great tie-in. They're great at taking a property, somebody else's property, and doing that property total justice, but in their own style. The, totally. I, I love their stuff. They and, just did the Minecraft, too, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they're actually, uh, believe it or not, a local company here to us in the Bay Area. If I knew how to program, I would go work for them, but <laughs> I don't, and I'm old and, you know. Stupid. Yeah, and stupid. They want fresh and out. Ugly. Oh, we're not. Sorry, I thought we were just going to. No, no, no. Like, two is enough per, per. Two yeah. per, please. Uh, save that one for, for next time. Okay. So, anyways, it looks awesome. You should go check out the trailer if you haven't already. It's on YouTube. It gets me excited. And from what I'm understanding, we'll see if you know this is open to interpretation, but you get to choose a fair amount of bouncing back and forth between Bruce Wayne and Batman. And uh, I got to say, both versions of him. Like you get to choose I guess like, how you choices approach the situation? You make, I guess choices you make will affect how much you're Batman versus how much oh. you're Bruce Wayne. You know what I really like, just based off of this one trailer that we just saw, mm-hmm. is that it looks like it's a... I mean, obviously, it has to be for this for their style, but it looks like it's a very story-driven game. Yeah, not 
action game. And cool in that. every other Batman that we've seen, it's always just been a brawler. Yeah. And I, I really like the idea of making this something that's story driven, maybe very detective driven. Like mm-hmm. maybe you're solving crimes. Um, and they showed some familiar faces. Yeah, Catwoman's Catwoman, in there. Catwoman, Harvey Dent, yeah. Uh, Falcone. Yep. Falcone. Fal- the, yeah. uh, the crime boss. So yeah, very cool. Uh, of course, Jim Gordon. What would uh, anything based in Gotham be without Jim Gordon? Do you think Batman will be in it? <laughs> Hopefully at some point. I think he's pretty crucial to the series, so I think he'll be in it. So one last thing that I want to talk about uh, for our video game section is we actually have a couple of new consoles coming out pretty soon. One of which is an oldie but goodie. The, oh, yeah. The Nintendo is actually coming out with a mini NES, uh, which is releasing in November, which, of course, is perfect for holiday. Of course. But it's going to be $60, and it will have 30 classic Nintendo games built into it. Castlevania is on here. Donkey Kong. Double Dragon. Dr. Mario. That's uh, our buddy Wayne's one of yep. He said that's his favorite game it's of all time. his favorite, yeah. Ninja Gaiden. Pac-Man. Punch-Out. Metroid. Hell yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. I think I've played those ones before. Kirby's Adventure, actually a very surprising uh, addition. I'm No Contra. Weird. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, well. You can't go wrong with the games that they have here. Although Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, that was not... Uh, that's not a classic. It's class- Maybe it's classic to some people, but to me it's classic for the wrong reasons. But, you know... Yeah. I'll, t- I'll play 29. I am really excited for this. Yeah, I mean, honestly... Excite Bike. I, I, I used can't, to love Excite Bike. I know, Excite Bike was great. I can't say that I will buy this because... Can I? No. Um, no. <laughs> you're not allowed to. Yeah. Well, it's just because, you know, if, I, if I'm if i on limited time for my gaming, I kind of want to play the new stuff that comes out. I don't Especially know Especially stuff that I... you can't save. Well, I'm, I would not be surprised Maybe if this new system in. has... Well, yeah, built, I'm curious to see what little modern them. touches. Uh, but as the uh, official Nintendo website says, welcome to an 8-bit wonderland. And this, I'm awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. This <laughs> I'm is awesome. awesome. I just want to let you guys know at this point in time, I'm pretty awesome. Oh, it, and it does run an HDMI cable. We were talking about it earlier as far as the AV uh, hookup, and it is an HDMI cable. Where do you see that? Uh, you just scroll down a little bit. Bing. What's oh. in the box? So we get an NES Classic Edition system, one NES Classic controller, but it has a two-player port. port. Uh, Of course, you can buy the other. HDMI cable, AC adapter, and 30 pre-installed games for 60 bucks. That's $2 a game, roughly. Look at the size of the actual console. It's about the size of a hand, so it's like the controller and the consoles are almost the same size. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Hopefully, this doesn't launch with any bugs or problems, you know. I... Metroid. Can't see oh, how it first, would. I'm I'm buying this. I think I'm going to pre-order mine today at a no. local website near you. Cool. Well, that is definitely worth mentioning. Now, uh, the future holds for all of us Xbox One users. The new Slim or S or whatever the hell they want to say it stands for, but it stands for Slim. I'm pretty sure is releasing August second. That is going to be the first to introduce 4K gaming to the home console. Yep. Uh, that requires a 4K TV. And it's going to be uh, smaller, much smaller. They say about 40% of its original yep. body from yep. the first Xbox One. And uh, the pricing's actually it's not, not, bad. not outrageous. No. So we got uh, 300 bucks for a 500 gigabyte, which we've you've talked about and I've heard other people say is 
pretty much mean you're deleting something anytime you yeah. want to add something. Yeah, it's so, it's amazing how much space an Xbox One needs to to handle the games yeah. and all of the downloadable content. I would not recommend a 500 gigabyte. So you could then pay 50 bucks more, according to MSRP, and get a one terabyte, which is probably a good option for $349. Mm -hmm. Or as you wrote here, you can get a two gigabyte system for only $399. (laughs) I think you meant a two terabyte. Nope. Nope. That's weird. (laughs) Their pricing is all screwed up. I meant what I wrote. So anyways, those are some options. Um, I, I am curious to see what a... 4k game looks like on a 4k tv but i'm not curious to spend that much money yeah are you willing to go buy a 4k tv and that's the thing it's good to have it's it's like future proofing it so that not only do the people who happen to have have yeah why'd you say (laughs) like that i don't know i have ice cream in my mouth i think what they're doing is they're trying to future proof the console because barely anybody has 4k tvs right now some do the early adopters will have a 4k tv and the ones who really really care about graphics will have a 4k tv for the rest of us who are kind of like uh we don't have a 4k tv um and we don't need one right now those are the same people who went from standard definition to high definition on that kind of slow route yeah and the thing is is it's going to happen sooner or later 4k is the new thing so the next TV so when somebody you catch buys, up to it, yeah, the next TV somebody buys, even if it's five years from now, they're just future proofing their system to make sure it's going to look as best as it can on the upcoming technology. Right. So if I buy my Xbox S, the Xbox Slim, I'm not necessarily buying it because I can't wait for a 4K TV. It just happens to be the console I want to get because of the other specifications. But like you said. Five years from now, when you can only get 4K TVs yeah. or something like that, so like you're you're accounted for. So yes, I'm not exactly. buying this console because I need to then nece- that necessitates going and buying a 4K TV for me. I can still play this on my regular LCD, yeah, fine high totally. definition TV. And yeah, the, and so you are going to have to kind of figure that out because you you're saying that you're going to hopefully by the end of this year buy. An Xbox One. I'm looking at that one terabyte three for three hundred fifty bucks, and I know come uh, Black Friday or thereabouts they're going to start bundling. Yeah, it won't be cheaper, but you might be able to find be something with a deal, gift card hoping, yeah. or an extra game. It would be awesome if they have some sort of um, Gears of War. Yeah, I, that's what special I'm edition console be. for you because I know that you'll yeah. be getting that. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. So also just real quick, we're not going to get into it a lot because it doesn't really apply to us. Maybe it applies to you, but if it applies to you, you probably already know it. They did do some Overwatch patches. It's mostly for the PC. The new character, Anna, who is Farah's mom, the soldier's mom, mm-hmm. uh, is available. But screw you, all you PC yeah. gamers, you snobs. Yeah, I yeah. have a PC, but I prefer my Xbox yeah. and I prefer console gaming. And we don't have much in the way of patches there. So if Not something yet. comes up, we'll let they you know. They don't have any release dates yet, but exactly. uh, PS4 and Xbox the will get them, of course. Yeah, but they always, you know, PC is their biggest subscription-based uh, user base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, screw you, PC gamers. A lot of guys I work with game on the PC. It's just I can't do first-person shooters with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, see, I, I, I actually prefer... First pl- first person shooters on a mouse and keyboard. Well, the, the mouse only... sensitivity, yes, but for the keyboard, yes. I can't. I can't. That's do. true. Yeah. The only the only problem there is that you have to spend a lot more money to soup up a PC yeah, in order do. to make it pl- play Overwatch. Whereas well, console, you're good. It's Xbox is a plug in. and play. Yeah. yeah, it's like everything is ready to be. You remember Mavis Beacon teaches typing. 
Yeah. They taught you how to type. Well, yeah, I don't know why, but I do. Why didn't they have a, an equivalent like, Mavis Beacon teaches gaming or keyboard gaming? <laughs> you know, because like, the W is forward, right? S is back. D, I, I, or you I can feel like it. that would be a quick course. It would be awesome. <laughs> be like, he only needs to know these four buttons. Thanks so much for listening up to this point. We're going to start wrapping things up and to signify that the end is nigh, my friends, that winter is coming for this episode 12. We're going to get into Shadow of the Synopsis. Brandon's got one for me. He's serving it up. We got back on a winning track as of last week, and hopefully we can sustain that and keep that going. And if you don't know, Shadow of the Synopsis, he's going to describe something, whether it's from a piece of film, comic, video game, movie, and I got to identify it and see if I can, well, make the right choice as to what it is based on his description. And he's got it. Yeah. You ready? Uh, Yeah. All right. Cliff is a cocky stunt pilot in love with a beautiful actress named Jenny. When he discovers some interesting gear hidden in a biplane, Cliff straps it on, dons a new flashy suit and helmet, and becomes a high-flying hero. But when Nazis want to use the gear as a weapon, Cliff must use his alter ego to both protect Jenny and save the day. Oh, uh, I know. I totally know. It's a movie. It is. Is it The Rocketeer? It is. Badass movie. Yeah. Also, it is based off of a comic. That's true. I think. Yeah, I think you could be right. Hey, you look it up. We don't know everything. Shit. We're not going to pretend to. All right. Cool. I love that movie. Dude, uh, Disney. Yeah. Like uh, one of their live actions before they went like pretty much all animated for the 90s. Awesome. Uh, And I don't think that was necessarily an easy one. And I was actually like, wait, wait, wait. But then when you said Nazis, like, that's right. They wanted the game yeah. to make like their super soldiers. I love those super. old movies that they're just like, uh, just, just let's just make Nazis, Nazis the bad yeah. guys because it's easy to hate Nazis. Absolutely. Right, Marvel Comics? <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones. So awesome. I, I look forward to keeping this volley going we've got. So far, yeah, I got last week, you got this week. We're on a two-week winning streak. <laughs> two-week winning streak. That's all the goodness we have. Oh, wait. Nope. There's one last thing. We're gonna bring you. Oh wait, this, there's, there's more. more. We're gonna bring you this week's awesome quote in geek history. Uh, if you don't know it, you suck straight up. But let me just serve it up real quick. Let me just set it up real quick. Uh, this is the scene from Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, in which Frodo says, "Well, I will go to Mor- I will go to Mordor, but I don't know the way." And of course, he has some homies coming to his aid to answer right. the call. So let's give a listen and make sure to stay tuned at the end. You have my soul. And you have my bow. And my axe. You notice there's a little echo going on there. Like, he, ah, I love so that. So triumphant. So, yes. And I l- the music, it, it, just, yeah. it just makes you emotional. It makes you just want to join the quest and answer the call. Yeah, I want to just walk up and just be like, and my pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> and my coupons for when we get hungry. Uh, you could say you could say and my anything <laughs> yeah. in, in Gimli's voice, and it just sounds <laughs> heroic and noble, yeah, right? Yeah. And this rock I found in my yard, <laughs> yard rocks. <laughs> uh, God bless you, Gimli. Thank you so much for uh, Peter Jackson doing such a faithful, true adaptation. That is what ten well, between the three films, two thousand one, two, three. So at the youngest, thirteen years, and it's still better than yeah ninety nine percent of stuff that comes out nowadays actually just playing this one clip 
makes me want to go back and watch, watch all, all of them. them. Yeah. Especially the extended versions. Yep. Well, there comes a time at the end of every podcast to end the podcast. <laughs> and that time is here for us. You look like Tom Brady right now, dude. I know you probably don't know who that is. But sports. He's a sports yeah, guy. Go yeah. sports. Go sports and podcasts. And thank you for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, do it. Lots of ways to do so. Check out our website. Everything we do is linked to our website. So our website is randomfandomcast.com. Mm-hmm. And it's getting better by the moment. And thank you for being a part of it and checking it out. You can also follow us on Twitter at randomfandomwbb. And you can also email us randomfandomcast at gmail.com. And until you hear from us again, thanks for geeking out with us and being a fan of our fandom. Brandon, parting words for the three people that are still listening. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Dad? Grandma? No. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that was awkward. <laughs> that reminds me of the... Should we end on this awkward note or should we redo this? No, it's done. All right. Goodbye. My dad died. <laughs> Father of mine, tell me where have you been? You know what those... Dude, not cool. I thought it was kind of funny.